With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. We talked about the fact that, um, I think the way that I had phrased it was that God is not safe, but he's good. And that really comes from that movie, The Chronicles of Narnia, or the book, The Chronicles of Narnia, where Mr. Beaver is talking with Susan, explaining that the king, Aslan, is not safe, but he's good. And, and God is like that. The Bible tells us that God, while we'd like to think of, of him as safe, he is also called a consuming fire. It's a, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Why? Because he's holy, because he's sovereign. Uh, and any, any kind of evil, any darkness in the presence of a holy God, like a consuming fire, will just, will just consume it. And so the beautiful, beautiful thing about God is that he's good and he's gracious and he's kind. He has made a way for us to come to him. And when we come to him in faith, he changes our heart. He, he transforms us into new creatures and we can be in his presence. And we're friends with the author of life. We're sons and daughters of the king. And we are secure in his grip of grace. That is so much better than circumstantial safety. This idea of safety is, is really, it's a myth. Nobody can promise you and me safety because God's not given us a, a, a safe world. It's really a dangerous world. We talked about gravity. Uh, while it's everywhere, uh, it can kill us. If I step off of a, the roof of a house or, or off of a building, gravity will break my bones and I will die. Um, we need air, but air is filled with so many pathogens and germs and viruses that it gets breathed into us and we can die. Uh, driving a car is dangerous. This campfire is dangerous. I mean, I, I could burn this house down uh, right now. Safety is overrated. And when it's promised by people and guaranteed in exchange for taking away your freedoms and obedience, that's when our baloney meter should go off. That's when uh, the red flag should be flying on the field. And instead, we should understand that self-sacrificing service is really where it's at. That's what God did for us. Jesus on the cross sacrificed himself in service to God and in service to you and me, paying our sin debt that we could not pay. If we pay our sin debt, we will perish. We will be destroyed because God is a consuming fire. So in self-sacrificing service on the cross, he gave us life. That wasn't safe for him to do that. In fact, it cost him everything. And in exchange, we gain everything. That's what heroes are made of. They're not the ones that run into the corner looking for safety. They're the ones that run to the battle and they go to the front lines in self-sacrificing service for others and they trust God and God vindicates their selflessness and their courage. Now, I want to share with you a couple of stories from history uh, that, that I've read in the American Covenant book that really exemplify this. 
Uh, one of my favorite stories is the story of uh, in, in, in around the third century in the Roman Empire, the family of faith was despised. The army of compassion was outlawed. Those who, those who um, professed faith in Christ and followed the mandates of heaven were illegal. And they were hiding out in catacombs and caves under the ground. And illegally, they would come out at night and they would rescue the babies that were left on the streets and in the forest to be eaten by the wild animals. Um, this was the, the major form of abortion in that day in the third century. Babies just left out in the streets, left out in the forest to be eaten. They didn't have the high-tech clinics that we have today to deal with unwanted babies. And the family of faith would follow the mandates of heaven. They did what was not safe, and it saved these babies' lives. They were the army of compassion of their day. And what they did wasn't safe. They remind me of the people I was with this morning. The modern day army of compassion. Those who sacrifice their time, their energy, their resources to run to the battle. And they're giving counsel and they're giving resources and help and hope and faith to women who are finding themselves uh, in a position with unwanted pregnancies and, 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 and babies that have no chance of living without someone giving them hope. And babies are being saved. I'm so personally grateful for this because my wife and my six children would not be here if it weren't for the army of compassion, saving babies, doing that which is not safe, but sacrificing of themselves. Chelsea was this close to not being alive. And she was adopted. All four of our adopted children were this close to not existing. But because of members of the family of faith who did what wasn't safe, were able to make a way for them to be alive. And if Chelsea hadn't been rescued as an infant baby, our two natural born children wouldn't be alive either. I'm so grateful for the family of faith who doesn't put their own personal safety first, but runs to the battle and with courage and seeking God's wisdom, sacrifice of themselves to save others. That's what heroes are made of. Later in the Roman Empire, I love the story of, of, of a pastor, a minister of the family of faith named Lawrence. And uh, the governor of Rome had heard that Lawrence and his church were becoming successful. He heard that they were wealthy to the point that they were even drinking out of silver chalices when they took communion. And he ordered for all of his wealth to be brought to the governor. And Lawrence told the governor, give me three days and I will collect all the wealth of the church and I will show it to you. And on the third day, he came to Lawrence and Lawrence took him down into the catacombs and showed him a room and says, here, here it is. And he showed him row after row of the blind, of the lame, of the widows, of the orphans, of the weak, of the helpless that have all been brought in and taken care of by the family of faith. And the governor said, where is the wealth? Where is the treasure? And he said, governor, this is the most priceless pre treasure that you have in your land. These are the treasures of Rome. 
and you should ask them for their prayers. Because if you do, they will help you defeat your foes. And if they don't, you're doomed. And the governor was so angry with Lawrence that he had him executed. He was roasted over a fire face down. What Lawrence did was not safe. And in his last dying words, he was able to speak the words of life and forgiveness and hope to his executioner. And history tells us that his executioner found salvation and so did his whole family. And half a century later, only 50 years later, the emperor of Rome was converted to Christ and Christianity became the major religion of the empire and the persecution of the family of faith ended. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. What Lawrence did, what the family of faith did, was never safe, but that wasn't their goal. Their goal was self-sacrificing service in honor of the one who sacrificed himself for us. And then, of course, there's the pilgrims. You and I are here in, a, in the freest, most blessed country on earth in the history of the world because they were members of the family of faith who, against the mandates from the tyrants met in secret to worship God. They had a Bible that was illegal. The only churches that were allowed were the ones that were licensed by the government and they were appointed by the queen or the king and they were told what they could and couldn't preach. And it was unlawful for them to be open unless the king said that they could and shutting them down was common practice. That reminds me of what's happened in our country. We're watching this happen in front of our very eyes with the government in control of the church and locking down churches all over the country. This goes back to, 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 to the Magna Carta in 1215, where it was established that the government shall have no control over the church. They're separate spheres of sovereignty. And when that's violated, Freedom is stripped away and lives are lost. And often the family of faith is manipulated for a promise of safety. 
So the pilgrims met. They met by candlelight. They met in the dark. They met underground and eventually realized that they had to either flee England or die in prison camps. So they went for 11, 12 years to Holland where they met with their minister, John Robinson, one of my heroes of history, and they learned the mandates from heaven that would produce religious freedom, economic freedom, political freedom, educational freedom, and they risked everything. Nothing about this journey was safe. They got on a little boat called the Mayflower and went across the Atlantic. And for 66 days, they fought the weather and storms. And um, imagine what it was like to be on a tiny little floating cork going across the ocean with the, with the main beam snapping, almost drowned with animals and, 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 and all of the, their, their, their luggage and everything else inside of a tiny ship with people getting seasick and throwing up and the smell of the animals. They couldn't go on top of the deck. They'd get thrown overboard. Nothing about that was safe. But why did they do it? Why did they do it against the, the tyrannical mandates that came down from big government? Well, because they understood that, that those mandates were, were snuffing the life out of people. And they wanted to what? They wanted to be successful. They wanted to be free. They wanted to create a future for their children. They wanted others to join them for a better life. And they said they wanted to cause the gospel of grace to flourish and to produce fruit to the uttermost parts of the earth. And even if they couldn't see the fruit from the seeds that they would plant, they wanted to be stepping stones for others who could accomplish the work in their stead. They knew that if they, if they sacrificed their safety <coughs> and they threw themselves into the, the work of planting the seeds of freedom and faith in the good soil of the new world, that the harvest would come. And it has. Here we are. We're sitting in the United States of America 400 years later with freedom documents like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that guarantee us in the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the freedom to worship God, the freedom of speech, the freedom to assemble, the freedom to petition the government and, and list out our grievances. We even have the freedom to hold our leaders accountable to the ultimate laws of the land. And if they cease to be ministers of the Lord for the good of the people and they violate their oath with God and the people and they break the law of the constitution, they are to be removed and they are to be replaced according to the mandates of heaven. This is why we've had the greatest nation on earth for the last 250 years. You go back to the pilgrims, 400 years is because these mandates of heaven align with the heart of God and they're designed to produce freedom. First, internal freedom from sin and guilt and pride and selfishness. And then you and I, as liberated people, begin to liberate our homes and liberate our communities and 
live in a nation that is free and begin to heavenize the whole earth. So don't buy into the safety myth. It's overrated. Far more valuable is to be secure in the grip of God's grace. And we find that when we embrace self-sacrificing service toward others and we surrender to the will and to the faithfulness of God. Revival comes through the family of faith. Nobody else. This is all happening on our watch. It's time for us to step onto the world stage as liberty lovers, as freedom fighters, as the army of compassion, the family of faith, who is going to see a great comeback of the mandates of heaven. And I want to be right at the center of that. And I know you do too. Thanks again for being with me. Have a great night. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.